Hello humans, hello humans. Get this set up. Uh, today is the 28th of July. Uh, it's a little uh, around 10.30 in the morning and we're doing another little discussion here. The reason I'm doing all of these is because of the um, nature of where we're at at the moment. Uh, time moving on wise and all the events that are going to be occurring. And it's kind of like if you have an understanding and you're forewarned that these things are going to occur, you won't freak out as much, right? And so you might be able to help a normie or two along the way who are going to be really freaking out. But anyway, so this is sort of a historical kind of a discussion. And it's about food and diet. And and yes, we're going to get back to the Weffers. Uh, so, um, Klaus Schwab is the guy that created the World Economic Forum. And he just created it. And it's a private corporation, what they call a non-government organization, an NGO, which basically means it's a private corporation. And so he creates this corporation and now he's got all these government contracts. And because he's part of the um, uh, globalist cabal, he's able to tell the uh, UN what to do. But we've been dealing with these guys um, since long before Klaus started the World Economic Forum. Um, so, for instance, back in like 1904, uh, some Polish doctors started working and they analyzed and discovered that the uh, problem for the uh, kids in the ghettos in Poland uh, was that they got no sunlight and so they had rickets because they had no vitamin D. And so these guys started giving the kids vitamin D as a supplement, uh, a close uh, precursor because they had yet to really isolate vitamin D up until the 19, um, I think it was like 1918 or something like that. They, they discovered the very, uh, a couple of the different forms of it. It's very complex and we're still working on, on aspects of it that we don't understand. But anyway, so vitamin D comes along between 1904 and 1920, and we have this huge rush of, um, in the early 1900s, of um, vitamin D products, including uh, the formation and the creation of uh, Schlitz beer, which was touted as the sunshine beer, the vitamin D beer, uh, the beer you could drink without getting bloated, the beer you could drink without a hangover, the beer you could drink and you'd feel good the next day because you got your vitamin D load. And it, it they were very successful, very popular. All kinds of vitamin D products popped up all around the world to the point that people started getting really healthy, a lot healthier. And then a movement began from the Tavistock Institute in um, Britain, the guys who actually formed the Tavistock Institute. Um, and they, they set out with the uh, globalist cabal at the time, all the royals and all of the, because this cabal has been going on for fuck all ever. Um, at least the last 2,000 years, okay? At least the last 2,000 years, we've had a cohesive, uh, continuing uh, organization at the top of the planet running everything through deception and pulling strings and blackmail and all of this kind of stuff. Um, 
in the background, right? So they've been working in secrecy because there's so few of them and they're so vulnerable. You know, all these guys could just get a bullet in the head and they'd all go away. And so that's what they're afraid of is that they could be isolated and so on. But in any event, in the 1920s, they started a backlash against vitamin D saying, oh, vitamin D is dangerous. It's going to kill you. We got to take it out of all these products. And it was, uh, we had vitamin D bread in Holland. Um, we had vitamin D and vitamin E uh, supplements in the form of uh, paste, uh, all different kinds of pastes that were being made and that would be uh, put into things. So that's where Marmite comes from. That's where all of the um, uh, Vegemite, that kind of stuff comes from. These were vitamin uh, B and D that were being manufactured by uh, bacteria, by bacteria culture. And so we would end up with um, uh, people getting healthier from their diet, and that started in 1904. Uh, hang on a second. Let me turn that off. Uh, we had a um, uh, a flurry of healthy activity and healthy individuals, and a um, refocus on health and diet and stuff that went all the way through the Roaring Twenties. So even though um, in the Roaring Twenties, uh, globally, uh, coming out of the World War One and the relief of that and uh, the restrictions of that and all the problems of that having uh, passed, um, we have this flurry of activity uh, relative to health. So we have this weird juxtaposition where um, cigarettes took off, cigarette manufacturing took off, uh, indulgence in drugs of all kinds took off, uh, not only the issues with alcohol through the 20s and through prohibition, where people drank more because it was prohibited, um, but uh, we also had people indulging in ether, we had the famous uh, uh, rise of the um, uh, reefer madness, marijuana, and that was touted as, uh, that was put under uh, prohibition because it, um, uh, by the globalists, because it provides a necessary chemical to your body, which is the cannabinoids. Uh, you see all of the um, benefit we get from CBDs and all of this kind of stuff. You get those same benefits from the consumption of marijuana uh, if it's smoked. If you eat it, not so much um, because it's uh, converted in the liver to a, a different kind of a chemical and is quasi-psychedelic, uh, but it also has different components and you don't absorb the cannabinoids uh, as well from eating it as you do from smoking it, in any event though. So uh, they came up with some racially based stuff saying that the black people were going to indulge in, you know, socially, the, the cabalists uh, said that, oh, this is the reason we need to ban marijuana, not because it's healthy, not because it relaxes you, not because it reduces stress and heart attacks and all of that kind of stuff, uh, but because it um, was going to make all the black people crazy and they were going to rise up and, and uh, kill all the white people in, in uh, pot-fueled riots. <laughs> I kid you not. I mean, that the whole reefer madness thing was uh, was so hyper-exaggerated exaggerated that it, it went on to deal with things at a group level and, in fact, was entirely racially motivated through most of the East Coast and the South in terms of the prohibition on, on um, hemp and marijuana. Now, bear in mind, hemp was required of farmers. They had to set aside a certain amount of their fields to grow hemp in the uh, um, 
colonizing period in the in the North America because we needed the rope. Hemp is just fantastic for all the different kinds of things you can do with its fibers. Anyway, so we, we digress though. So these people have been clamping down on uh, healthy information coming out since the 20s and they've been doing things through uh, control of the regulatory bodies to restrict the populace's ability to get at um, quality education about health and diet and also those things in your health and diet uh, that affect your health through your diet at a quality level. So they've been the, the controllers here, the globalists, have been reducing your ability to get at, you know, the good stuff, right? And so you're eating fruit that's not ripe today. Uh, all fruit has been incentivized to travel, and so thus it must be picked green, and so there's virtually... Um, all right, so uh, fruit is very... A, a ripe piece of fruit has tons of bioavailable uh, uh, vitamins and nutrients, especially clustering in the uh, B and D uh, vitamin groups. But if you pick those same fruits green and ship them green and then ripen them with ethylene gas, and you don't ripen them, you just change the color, there is none of the formation of the vitamins that used to be in there. So if you're eating a peach to get vitamins and that sort of thing these days, you're not getting any because it was picked 100% green and it is lacking at least one third of its time on the, three, on the tree to develop the, um, uh, the sugars and the sugars in turn go into making the uh, vitamins available to you because the, both the sugars in the fruit and the vitamins mature at the same time and they come out in the juices. The enzymatic reaction of the of the juices and the skin of the fruit within uh, your saliva. Now I know all of this shit because I had cancer. I've had cancer three times so I can claim um, legitimately of being something of an expert in surviving cancer. I've had breast cancer, I've had, had uh, skin cancer, a very large skin cancer about the size of a small um, uh, salad plate or something, and um, uh, colon cancer. And the colon cancer was undiagnosed for 30 years, and it killed me. But in the process of those 30 years that it wasn't killing, or that it was actually killing me, but didn't do the, <laughs> the killing that year, I learned shit because I was trying to figure out what was going on with my gut and why I couldn't eat anything. And so I was a vegetarian for 35 years, and I was a vegan for four of those years. And it was terrible. It was devastating. But at that point, I had a cancer so bad in my gut that, again, was undiagnosed by the allopaths because these people don't know how to do diagnosis. Um, but in any event, so I was a vegetarian, and um, the effects were very bad on me. I had to constantly supplement... Uh, by amino acids, by direct vitamin, uh, mineral tablets, this kind of thing, just to compensate for the lack of bioavailable nutrients within my diet. But at the time, I couldn't eat any kind of meat without causing the uh, uh, symptoms to come out from the, the cancer, uh, which they couldn't find. So anyway, though, uh, so I, I, I learned a whole lot about nutrition, and I uh, affected my nutrition over the course of time uh, to try and, and cure myself from these various symptoms and so on. So I, I became very cognizant of uh, individual elements within my diet and their effect on the diet as a whole. 
and, and as I say, I did lots of research. So I discovered, for instance, that um, we've been under the sway of all of these uh, uh, manipulators creating a narradigm, uh, you know, a, a narrative paradigm to direct your thinking and to exclude thinking from you. And this narradigm has been out there, as I say, since at least 1904. I found actual um, documentary uh, evidence um, documents and stuff showing the uh, people involved with the Tavistock Institute also being involved in a, a global uh, anti-health movement uh, for the basic population. And see, so this was this is a big clue. You would think that your your powerful elites like the Pharaoh, you would think that if uh, the Pharaoh in Egypt was actually using people as slaves to build the pyramids, which it didn't happen that way and so on. But if that were the case, if you actually believe that, then you would think that it would be in the Pharaoh's interest to have those slaves be as healthy as possible to get the maximum amount of work out of them. So basically what I'm saying is that our structure here is that we have uh, a self-proclaimed elite uh, who are these Kazarian Mafia, these people that think they're Jewish. And so basically there's a Jewish supremacy over the whole planet now, uh, these globalists. And uh, from my mind, they're not Jews. Uh, you know, they have no, no association, no descent from the house of Jacob, and they're simply not Jews. They, they um, have a bizarre interpretation of the uh, Talmud, and uh, that's one of the things that binds them together. But you would think that these people, if they were truly an elite, would want the rest of us to be healthy and happy so that they would have fewer troubles. <laughs> but they don't work that way. And, you know, you would think they'd want a healthy work, uh, workforce. Well, they certainly don't want the workforce to be educated, and they, uh, they're not really concerned about us, especially now that they've got robots. They can replace all of humanity with robots and build the shit that they want uh, and have the robots do it, and they don't need us anymore. And they only need about 500 million uh, people, according to the now-defunct uh, Georgia Guidestones. Um, anyway, though, so these people uh, have set about making themselves money, taking stuff from us, because bear in mind, the elite are the non-working, the non-productive class. They've formed themselves into a managerial and a uh, media class, um, but neither of, these people, neither of these classes produce anything other than to degrade the social order as a whole, because they're, they're raping the social order for their own benefit and not adding anything back to it. And the Kazarian Mafia actually wants to degrade the social order to the degree of killing uh, 13 out of every 14 humans. Uh, again, they're really misdirected, stupid, they don't understand their own um, vulnerabilities and liabilities, nor what they're doing. So, but they're, but they're doing it. And uh, we're now at that point where humans are waking up to the fact that, oh, well, in 1950s, uh, the, the establishment, the Kazarian Mafia, the captured uh, institutions, governmental and medicine, bear in mind these people infiltrated uh, um, government, but they've also infiltrated academia, all the way through to being in charge of all the healthcare, and that these uh, this category of people actually forms the majority of the doctors and so on. And so they all think this way. They all think alike. And so you'll get doctors that will defend the most outrageous information simply because it was given to them at the time they were in school as though it were gospel. 
as though it were factual, and they don't have the, they've never been trained in the uh, art of thinking, so they can't dispute this information in any way, shape, or form. They get seriously bent out of shape. So I've had arguments with uh, surgeons that were trying to force statins on my relatives, and these surgeons were saying, everybody should be taking statins. We should pump statins into the water, blah, 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 blah. And then I point out to them, there's absolutely no evidence that statins do any good, nor is there any evidence whatsoever that uh, cholesterol is in any way related to heart attacks, except for one single study that was an aggregate study. It was a group study. It wasn't any actual testing or anything. It was this guy, Keyes, who did this work in the 1950s and, and uh, you know, for the Tavistock Institute. He's directly connected to them. Uh, he's also directly connected to Rockefeller, and he does this um, healthcare study globally, and he leaves out a bunch of countries that, that whose uh, results don't fit the result he wanted to tout, and so he comes up with the idea that cholesterol is the cause of heart attacks, and that if we only reduce cholesterol, we'd all be uh, heart attack free and live fucking forever. And, that, and then later on, a remarkably short period of time, uh, they come up with statins. So statins were already in the works, they'd already figured out what they did, and they just needed some way to pump them into the social order. But here's the thing, uh, reducing cholesterol uh, is dangerous to your mental capacity because 25% of all the cholesterol in your body is in your brain, and 25% uh, of all the cholesterol you produce goes to your brain on a continuing basis. So if you reduce cholesterol, you're actually reducing your intelligence. Now, they got my mom to take statins. And when my mother died, she was um, uh, completely in dementia and had all of the signs of statin-induced uh, brain breakdown. That is to say, actual fissures in the brain caused by statins that she'd taken... Um, 20 years before her death for a period of about uh, three years. So the damage was done in those three years of taking statins. And they almost killed her when she was taking them. They were just horrid drugs. Caused her leg pains and all of this kind of stuff. And they kept telling her, stick it out, stick it out, it'll work, you know, and all this kind of shit. So these allopaths, in my opinion, uh, doctors, in my opinion, uh, is at this stage in our social order, I personally treat a doctor as um, uh, a monkey with a good memory. And so he's been trained to, to memorize a bunch of shit, but they don't know how to diagnose, they don't know how to cure, and they don't know how to really apply the um, uh, scientific method to any of the diseases that their patients are getting. And so what they do is they think they understand what you've got, and then they propose some form of uh, allopathic remedy in the form of uh, isolated chemicals of some kind. And they're done with you. Boom, you're gone. And so I treat these guys basically as a source for tests. That I then examine the results of those tests myself, and then I make my own decisions. And these days, since I can buy almost all the drugs I would need um, without prescription through uh, foreign sources, I take that route. Uh, if I would need pain pills or something like that, I would have to go and deal with a, uh, uh, a local, uh, a doctor in that regard. But uh, for everything else, I mean, you can get antibiotics or, or any number of um, 
uh, effective chemicals without involving yourself with the allopaths and their prescription pad, which also kicks up the cost and gets you involved with the big pharma and so on. But so uh, the keys things, statins, that's all bogus. Cholesterol is not a, uh, a, a key to causing heart attacks. Cholesterol doesn't kill you. You really need this stuff and you shouldn't reduce it. So all throughout history, the goal of the globalist, the goal of the elitist, is uh, to um, uh, harvest the population uh, to get stuff from us that they can't build themselves uh, and claim ownership of it and to dumb us down and kill us as many as they can continuously. That's why we find ourselves uh, in the great die-off here. Now, they're saying, uh, I've seen some statistics that I don't know if they're valid. Nobody knows. These numbers are guesses on anybody's part um, because the metrics they use to count are bogus. But I've seen uh, people say that 15% of USA citizens did not take any form of the vax. And then there's some percentage that took one and two and three and four, right? Now, the, the three and four ones are dropping off. So there's fewer people that have taken uh, the fourth shot now uh, than there was a month ago simply because the fourth shot kills so many people, they just drop dead right away. And so um, if you're up to the fourth shot, you're basically on a, a self-euthanizing uh, track here, right? Uh-oh. That's some kind of weird shit going on here. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, road painters. We got construction all to hell and gone in a very short time, period of time this year because construction was delayed for months because the uh, brutal amount of water and the extension of winter wait right up until the first part of June. Anyway, so uh, you don't have a um, science-backed um, authority-approved science-backed information on nutrition. You have authority-approved uh, information on nutrition, but it's deliberately designed to cause you problems and to destroy your health, uh, the stuff from the authorities. So if you were to go and look at the anti-authorities, you would see that a very successful group in the anti-authority health information stuff are the carnivore diet people. Um, or the keto diet people, and so on and so on. All these things are, um, all these movements are uh, self-perpetuating because people keep discovering them in order to fix their own health. And in doing so, they basically rediscover them continuously, and that's where we're at now. The only people with uh, good health information, are, and those are the people you'll see walking around healthy, are those people that uh, abjure the anything from authority. So I know that if anything's coming out of any publication that is authoritative, then I know it's bullshit at some level, and I don't want to be messing with it. They're painting yellow lines, so everybody has to go slow and not drive on them. Anyway, though, so um, here we are in a in abysmal state and your, uh, the food body of the planet is healthy and good and so on, but the mental and the media body of the planet is very fucked up 
because of this uh, globalistic cabal, which is a death cult, by the way. They get off on death, and we can go into that some other, other time. But at the moment, we need to understand that uh, you need to, in my opinion, uh, if you want to be healthy, you have to uh, ignore, you have to actively, no, you don't ignore, you actively reject the information coming out of um, officialdom relative to your health and your body. So I reject the idea that trans is a legit thing. It's a, it's a horseshit thing cooked up by the cabal. I reject the pandemic. I reject the, um, uh, the deadly clot shot. Uh, so I'm active about that, right? This is not a, oh, passive, it's like, oh, I don't like the clot shot. You know, I don't want one. No, it's like I actively reject that. That is a, a someone coming at me with a you know, something intended to harm me. So you come at me with that fucking needle, you're going to get decked. You'll, you'll end up on the ground, and I will give you that shot that you would give me. Actually, I probably wouldn't because I know it's a, an act of murder to give this uh, shot to people. But I would threaten to do so. But I would certainly knock you to the ground and you would suffer. Because uh, you're not going to come and kill me with your fucking needles. Uh, nor any of the allopathic pills, nor any of the allopathic uh, memes um, and delusions that are being put out there. Uh, we, we lost our way in the 1900s, early 1900s. We didn't lose our way. It was stolen from us. The path was uh, covered up with brush. A fake path was created. And they're out there digging this fake path, trying to move the entire uh, population into the Neridon so that they can direct your, your thoughts and your activities and so forth. And this has been going on since the early 1900s. And it has reached a point of peak Neridon. That's what we're in right now. They can't shovel out any more Neridime any faster, and we're disbelieving it in larger and larger quantities of humans disbelieving it. And then there's a growing core of humans that are actively anti-Neridime, that are actively rejecting all this horseshit at all these various different levels. So this is why I'm saying, you know, it's going to be hugely uh, disruptive, it's going to be hugely um, um, chaotic for years because we will not have a, uh, a solid place to, to begin thinking from. So any place you care to point me from um, physics to history to chemistry uh, to sociology, to any of these things. All of these areas are corrupted by bad information in them that we need to root out and basically go back to where we have some solid information, as in first principles thinking, which is a technique. And uh, once you've got your solid information, you build out from there. But So we know vitamin D is good for you, and it should be uh, supplement-wise in damn near every food that you can eat just to be able to keep your levels up. And that we also know that, no, the allopaths say in the United States that 20 uh, nanograms per, per um, uh, milliliter um, is um, a healthy level. And it's like, horseshit, it should be 120. And that, that no, 120 is not gonna kill you. Uh, and that, you know, I know people that have gotten it up to 150 or more, but, um, you have to do it smart. You can't, you know, got to buy 
effective supplements, look at what you're getting and all of these kind of things. So you have to be smart because you can't trust what's proffered to you uh, from science. You have to analyze it, figure it out. You know, were these people lying to me? Are they um, been brainwashed by the cabal or are they part of it, et cetera, et cetera. So you, so you have to approach it, um, you know, actively smart. Every single thing now is out to get you, uh, and you basically got to know where your towel is at all time. And you just can't accept um, the narradime as it's being offered, you know, because it's, it's not a solid understanding of our reality. That's why we keep getting ourselves into all these different problems. It's because we set off thinking that the world is this way. And no, that was just some bullshit that was told to us by the, and sold to us uh, by the World Economic uh, Forum uh, Kabbalist kind of people. Because, you know, it does go back before the World Economic Forum was formed. Uh, Klaus Schwab's dad was a Nazi working for Hitler. And um, Klaus Schwab is a Nazi. I mean, this is, this is like genetic shit for them. And this is why they support the Ukraine. This is why they support all the Nazis in the Ukraine. Plus, that's a place where they do all their money laundering and such. And a lot of human trafficking goes through there, and they get adrenochrome out of there. It's just been a, uh, you know, the world pit hole. Um, but here we are now. Things are changing. Vast quantities of chaos. Uh, upcoming uh, events include... Um, uh, major banking system crashes, major financial system crashes that will ultimately affect our economy, uh, as well as um, exposure of all of these NGOs, exposure of all of this uh, material that is, has been hidden from us. And in that process of those exposures, we're going to get our, uh, here in the United States, and it'll ripple around and affect everybody else, but we're going to get our constitutional crisis. And it's, it's constitutional crisis may only be a month away. It's close. It's real close. Anyway, so that's basically a little harangue on, uh, on food and managing your diet so that you're not being taken uh, to the cleaners here by the... World Economic Forum people. So, okay, so I reached my destination. have to shut up now. And I'll uh, have a quick look at this and post it. Sorry for the bad quality of sound on the, um, the other day. I'm working on correcting that. And I can only do little bits as, and pieces as I go along.